Welcome to People in My Phone. My name is Dan Levy. I am the host of this podcast. I've been doing this podcast now for a little bit, and I'm already regretting it. My guest today is Neil Brennan. Good news, guys. I regret being here. <laughs> you drove the furthest. Yeah, I drove from Venice. That drove, was not easy. You drove from Venice to Van Nuys, and uh, I actually asked you to be the first guest. Yeah. I said, well, you'd be the first guest, and you said- What did I say? You said, no, let me know how it goes. And if, back then, it was a it was a blooper show. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, it's still a, a, a prank call podcast. Yeah. But what I'm realizing is all my friends who- Are 40. <laughs> are 40, <laughs> and no one is as into prank calls as I am. Yeah. So- you know, asking people to be on a podcast where they're going to prank call people makes them say, no, yeah, I'm not going to do that. That was my that was my instinct. <laughs> that was your instinct. And then several people have followed in that instinct. So uh, now it's become just, you know, a podcast where I'm going to do prank calls. You're, you're not going to see them here. We might- oh, you're going to do them off, off site. <laughs> yeah. When you're not here, I don't waste your time. I'll call Verizon and, uh, you know. Have you had any hot ones? Um, yeah, there's been some good ones. I called... Uh, Called Domino's and then clicked over and called Domino's again. And then they both said, hello, Domino's, hello, Domino's. And it was very confusing and very funny. Um, there were, <laughs> they end up talking to each yeah, other? Yeah, they end up talking to each other, which is great. I called, uh, I called Domino's and said, I'm heading to the bank. I'm going to need pizza for the hostages. Uh, there'll be a lot of like trucks and stuff, but just make your way to the door. That, I thought that one was That's really funny. good too. That one was funny. But uh, yeah, there's been some good ones. My buddy Roy Wood makes really funny prank calls. I love prank calls. That's, I, I like them in theory, but I don't, they make me nervous. They make me nervous. It's like uh, I have to write. <laughs> I got to write for your stupid blooper show. <laughs> no. <laughs> I got to no. like come up with premises of like, so we're going to call. I don't fucking, how about. How about no? Okay. Well, when I, when I prank call people, I don't really, there's not much of a premise. I just start like just talking. And that, mm-hmm. But I'm realizing in these prank calls that I'm recording and then trying to put on this podcast, they're too long. Because when I, I prank call people just by myself sometimes, <laughs> like at home, <laughs> just like alone. When do you decide to do it? I don't know. Just like, a, I don't know, 3 p.m. if I'm bored and there's no one around, I'll just be like, let me just call anyone. And just start like it's more like fucking with them than an actual prank call. Yeah. But then I realized like hearing me fuck with someone at Verizon for twenty five minutes is not a good podcast. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. But really entertaining to me personally. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, anyways, you are here. I, asked I you, anyhow. I, anyhow, I you are here. here. I asked you to be here, and the show really the idea is that it's only people on my phone who yeah. I'm interviewing, and. Uh, but were, at that point, at this point, that's that you must have a lot of people in your phone. I do have a lot of people in my phone. If that was like, if it was 1999 <laughs> or something, it'd be like cool. But now we all care. We're all carrying like 15 years of that is true numbers. Yeah, but there's some there. I I delete numbers though sometimes. You do? I yeah. never delete. Really? That's the thing about me. I never. You know. You know what we've done in this show? What we've deleted people from our phone. Just straight up Just name them and then delete name them, them and delete them. I have, I'm sure I have a dozen people on my phone that I don't know who they are. Yeah. Oh. If, if, if not more. I'm sure I have two dozen. I'm sure, yeah. I have so many, especially in comedy. You're just oh, constantly like... The guy runs a room in <laughs> yeah. Van Nuys. The guy's yeah. got a podcast in Van Nuys. You give him your number. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's a Sunday. <laughs> in the middle of the day, you're yeah, wasting your day. Sunday. <laughs> and I got to tr- fucking get on the 405 and trudge. <laughs> no, you have to be in the valley. That's why it worked out. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. You did, yeah, I technically yeah. did. Yeah, technically, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I have a lot of like San Diego Booker, like all that yeah. shit in my phone. Yeah, a lot of that. 
So uh, you are interesting to me. Thank you. Because uh, I first obviously knew of you as a uh, writer. Uh-huh. You were the guy who um, created The Chappelle Show. Yes. Which was a thing that, you know. Uh, my question is, are you sick of people saying that? No. Be- you're not, right? Because it's such an amazing accomplishment. Yeah, but- I don't, like, Chris Rock always tells me, like, stop saying that. I'm like, first of all, I don't say it. Yeah. Other people say it. If someone's introing me, that's generally my best credit. It's That would be anyone's best credit. Yeah. And my thing with Rock is like, well, you didn't get mad when Louie used to say he wrote for Chris Rock show. Yeah. Before the before he was Louie. I know, and it was such like a big part of pop culture. Yeah. You know, that I think it's like, uh, you know, besides impressive, it's just especially in comedy, it's like, yeah. you know, it's a staple. But I always wonder, like, do you get sick of people saying, this next guy created the show? Because you've done so much since. Yeah, but none of it's as popular as that. So it's like, I don't, I mean, generally you get brought up by your best credit. Yeah. So I don't mind, It's that's my best credit. But like I said, it's, it would be anyone's best credit. Yeah. You know my my I mean? new like, intro is going to be this next guy had the guy who created the Chappelle you know Show on his podcast. You guys ever been to Van Nuys? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. In Van Nuys, there's a boulevard. It's there's called a boulevard, Van Nuys Boulevard. Right where people start doing meth. You know where the Young Actors Theater is? <laughs> Keep walking. It's near there. It's right by the Nissan dealership. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. where I yes. try to uh, keep my podcast. So you were you were you wrote wrote for a while. You were writing on um, you. Were, I mean, you started on Single Doubt. Right? I started. Yeah, that was my first job. Which is which is, which is great because sweet. we were on at midnight together. Yeah. And does Chris Harwick still? Does he remember you from that? Yeah, completely. Right. Yeah, like there was no. It was there was no like he said it was like. I was like a dickhead on that show. Like, he's never said that, but like, I was just kind of annoying. I was like 19. Yeah. And I was excited to have a job, and I thought you just had to be like obnoxious and annoying all day uh, as a comedy writer. And then, so I think I was kind of annoying on that show. And then, uh, so he kind of looks at me through that lens. Yeah. Of like, he said I seemed like a young guy who was going places or a young guy who thought he was, who knew he was funny or something, but I just thought it was annoying. So I think he still thinks of me like that way. Yeah, I and not even in a like I just accept because it's like, what am I going to do? Disabuse him of it? It's like I don't fucking know. Yeah, I feel like actually the same exact way because I, well, not with him in particular because I did like the Aspen Comedy Festival college contest uh-huh. in two thousand one or something, uh-huh. and he was like there, and I remember I was like I don't even know I was like very annoying, and I was like doing ridiculous jokes about like buying condoms and I fell three times like in the act. So I feel like anyone who knew me from that yeah. time always like thinks of me as like annoying young person. Yeah, like, no, I have like yeah. gray hair now. I'm 33 yeah. and I have a kid. And you but- also go, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Like I was, it, it's like guys who, there are guys who you still, there are guys who like work the door at the comedy store that I'll, I'll always see them that way. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Like, even though, like, this guy, Tony Hinchcliffe, and these guys, like, they now write, and they're getting jobs, and they're doing well, and I'm like, yeah, it's Tony. It's, uh, you, you used to work the lot. Yeah, you parked it's my- It's hard to, yeah, it's, like, hard, it's hard. So I get it when people think of me that way. And, like, there's guys like Marin and Louie and all those guys. Like, I've known them since I was 17, so. It's crazy. So, like, they'll always see me as that, which I've just accepted, pretty much. Did you know, like, were you- Confident as like a young, annoying comedy writer that you would, you know, be very Too successful. Good. Uh, did you have like an idea like, oh, this is going to work out? Like, what when did that actually happen? It never, I never really thought it. I never, no, I don't think I had confidence because I was, it wasn't like, 
I'd write specs and people didn't like the specs. I was just like, I'm just, I was just kind of funny to, I just learned how to write like recently. That makes sense. <laughs> like actually like sit down and write something and like make it be, and I've written screen, but I like, I can, I have like a good, I can run fast in spurts. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. can sprint. Yeah. But I didn't know how to like distance run at all. Yeah. And, and, uh, so, so I was always able to sprint, but, but now I can sprint a little bit. And, but you also know at, if you're a sprinter, you know that you can only sprint. <laughs> yeah. So you're just trying to hide your, someone said something interesting, a guy who, this guy, Alan Steven or Alan Stem, I still don't know how to pronounce his name, but he wrote for Roseanne. And they were like, and I was like, so you wrote for, he was like the EP of Roseanne for a long time and was a writer on Roseanne. He's like, I wasn't a writer. I was just like a shit talker. <laughs> and I know what he means. Like, <laughs> No, that's how I feel sometimes. I'm always like, you know, when I have to go back down to actually go and like write a script, I'm like, wait, I, how am I going to fucking write a script? Like yeah. I was just like saying funny shit for a yeah, couple weeks. Just, like, I don't know. Combine, <laughs> so you just try to link them together. And then you like sit down and you're like, oh, so many you're pages. Like, what? What the right? Do? Yeah, like I just want to like let me just talk some shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, you can f you can talk you can yeah. That's why I like sketches is because it's just like a sprint. Yeah, do you prefer writing sketches over uh, screenplays? I don't. The problem with the thing I don't really like about screenplays or TV stories is that I don't give a shit yeah. <laughs> about these stories. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't, I just don't give a shit. Like, we did a reading yesterday. Yeah, I was there. It was the, great. Yeah, no, me, me and Whitney Cummings wrote a script. And she got a laugh. And I have, I still have to tell her why she got a laugh. Where she was like, the spatial results are, and it was the fakest, dialogiest yeah. line. No, we were laughing because were Whitney laughing. Cummings pretending to be a scientist. Yeah. And it was like, what do you, and I, whenever I would read it, I would go, this sounds so pokey <laughs> and then i was when people laughed i was like okay good i'm not crazy well screenplays are just so long so long they're so long they're so a. long yeah and that's the and none and the problem the reason i like i like i basically only like documentaries because i don't know what's going to happen mm -hmm. and there are real consequences in documentaries <laughs> yeah that, i only watch dramas like i only watch cable dramas yeah I can't do anything else. Yeah, like, so I don't really care about Seinfeld's jacket or whatever. <laughs> I think the show is hilarious, but yeah. that's the problem is I just don't really care. So that's why I like sketches and I like, you know, whatever, uh, Late Night Variety, Seth, Jimmy, Stewart, Colbert, John Oliver. Like, I like those shows. Because they don't, because they're sprint. They sprint. And they just, like, make a point that's relevant to the actual world quickly yeah you know and it's not just like and then there was another thing that happened it's also the closest thing to stand-up mm -hmm. as far as like writing goes you know it's like mm -hmm. the, the instant gratification which is why like stand-up is always like the best after writing for something for a long time you're like oh yes you can yeah, just say something funny and just yeah. hear a reaction and right away i don't have to say something funny get a laugh kind of yeah and then nine days later hate it yeah hate <laughs> it yeah just hate yeah among other things hate it but also like yeah you don't have to wait yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why I like those. But I never thought, that's the thing is I was talking to somebody, there was a thing where I was up for a job or something, and someone was like, he seems kind of full of himself. And what I'm starting to realize is that- <laughs> That's your what, hook? No, <laughs> that's not my hook. That, that I, what I see as a joke about low self-esteem, people think is me being full of myself. Yeah. I think me saying- 
uh, cocky things is so absurd that I think I'm joking and everyone else thinks I'm serious. Yeah. Because I know what I'm actually like inside, which is like nothing, <laughs> just fucking empty. So when I'm like, yeah, but fucking, <laughs> like, I don't think, I've never once gone like, I'm one of the best to ever, I've never, literally never had a confident thought in my life. The best I'll think is like, yeah, it was pretty good. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It's like, okay. That seems, and then I'll go back and I go like, but yeah, I guess I do, I am successful. Yeah, because whenever I, try, I whenever I see you do anything, I'm always and it's always great. I'm always like, "Hey, I really like the uh, Prometheus." You're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna do it again." <laughs> like instead of like, "Thanks for watching it." <laughs> oh yeah, no, I know. It's I don't think like, like, "Oh yeah, I don't know," because I don't think about. I just try to. I don't know. I, it's like just try to. It's like I guess another Chris Rock thing. It's like he'll go like, "Eh, not bad." Yeah, <laughs> that's if you pitch a joke to Chris and he likes it, that's what he says. Not bad. Not bad. Is it so hard pitching jokes to? It's it's horrifying. Horrifying. Yeah. Well, it's horrifying in that like. Uh, the funniest thing is this is where I am not even cocky. It's more a desperation thing. Where Rock will will talk on the phone and we'll just be yelling at each other, <laughs> yelling whatever. <laughs> that our would be is. a good podcast. Actually, I, that, actually that actually would be, would be the best podcast. Yeah, yeah. it's just <laughs> us yelling like, no, 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 Rock. The thing about Ray Rice. Da, 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 da. He's going, man. Da, 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 da. But that's and that's not me thinking I'm funny with Chris because I think he's like my favorite comic ever. But oh, yeah. I just can't shut up sometimes. Um, but pitching sketches or jokes to him is fucking the worst. Well, I'll just I'll go like, hey, here's a bad idea. Everything you always just start a bad idea yeah, just to kind of cover yourself. Something in this area, yeah, you yeah. might wanna. That's it. And I know you had the the Comedy Central pilot, the sketch show that was really funny. Right? Yeah, is this funny? Right? What was that? Was it called, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. it's like I would walk around and show people sketches on the street, and then they would tell me that they weren't funny, <laughs> yeah, even though they completely were. But it was funny having a meter made tell me to cut a sketch. Do you? Uh, but Comedy Central didn't pick it up because they have too much sketch. <laughs> they have too much sketch shows. Yeah, which uh, I don't disagree with, but you know. Do you think you would do another? I know that was a sketch show, like yeah. the since Chappelle show. But do you think you would do? Would you want to do another sketch show, or you sort of feel like you did it and it's time? To I mean, I, as much as you I hate long Chris movies, and Blake, like the thing I did with Chris and Blake for Nike that I just the Jordan thing, uh, Adult Swim. Yeah, that's on YouTube now. It's cp three TV. It's it's, it's, um, it's a very confusing title, but it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I enjoy that. I don't like big commitments. Yeah. I don't want to have to work. Like, I think about, I pitched a show to FX this week, and they, they want to buy it, and I got to pitch it other places. But, and I think about this show getting picked up, and it it's like endless amounts of work. Oh, yeah. And it's, <laughs> you get to the point where you're like, what am I, and now I'm at the point where I'm like, well, what do I, why, why am I doing the, what am I getting out of the work? Yeah, because I'm thinking about the fact that like I am completely empty. <laughs> so like I buy a coat and then I don't have a hook to hang it on. But you don't inside. buy it because you get all this free shit from Blake no, Griffin. I got all kinds, yeah, I got all the free Nike shit. He's now, wearing an amazing Jordan top. He's got. I think. I've, are you wearing Jordans? I'm no, wearing Nike uh, Nike slip-ons, which you get from like the Blake Griffin I have hookup. Two revenue streams right now for, it's, in Nike. It's amazing. Two, yeah, I have two. I think I may have opened a third on the way over here as well. Where was this from last night? You no, know, there's a there may be a running issue. I can't, I'll explain. <laughs> Wait, what? whatever, they, whatever. Uh, no, I may I may have another hookup, but um, okay. But so yeah, so now it's a matter of like okay, I'm well, available for free shit yeah, always. Course, okay, of course. Okay, okay. Uh, I may not. It's like, do I want to do the work? I really loved doing Spell Show, and it was really fun, and it was gratifying, and it was like 
10, but it was 10 years ago and I didn't, and I, when I did it, I had no money. And so now I have money and from that show. And so now it's Were you like, so, I know you're, you say you're empty, but were you so depressed when it ended, how it ended? Like, did you go through a point where you're like, I can't believe he just, it's just yeah, done? I mean, it was, depression's not even the right word. It's like, yeah, just like devast, devastated. Like just completely devastated. Completely. And now it's, yeah, completely. Com- like not even Do you close. ever, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about, but do you ever like think about what it would have happened if he didn't leave the show? No, I don't, because I don't really, like, it wasn't about the, the thing was never about, uh, like, the show. The, the the thing was, like, having a partnership and then it meaning more to me than it meant to him. That was the thing that always, that just, like, that's what was devastating. It's like, I thought we were, like, really super tight and really, like, had this thing, and then it turned out he had a completely different point of view on it. So that was, and it and it played itself out, like, in a negotiation, and that's the thing that was so upsetting about it is like, is like, oh, oh, I thought this was, I thought it was some other shit. And then it ends up being just like every man for himself. And you're just kind of like, oh, okay, I was so stupid for thinking that it wasn't, I, I, yeah, I was thinking, it, for, I was stupid for thinking it wasn't for like believing, for like yeah. completely like just buying in. And I know you guys are like friendly now. Yeah. I see, you know, you guys together. Yeah. Have you had like that conversation? Not really. I don't, we probably never will just because he has, he's like, uh, he has his take on it. And, and uh, he kind of needs it to be his take. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like yeah. he's built this legend around this belief system. So you just go, okay. Yeah. I, and I can't really argue with that legend. If that makes sense, and he's not going to undercut himself. Yeah, and and but he like did he ever when he first came back from everything? Did he like reach out to you then? No. So there was it was just like you never, and then you kind of saw him out yeah, again then, at comedy yeah. clubs. Yeah, like he went on Oprah and was mad at me and all this stuff. But yeah, like we never had like an official, like, hey, can we get a therapist? <laughs> so would you never do a partnership again? Because I actually find like when you have like a writing partner. On stuff, I find it actually it's it's a good idea at first because you think it's going to be like less work. But then once you get into it, I find it to actually be like harder because you kind of like can't go at your own speed. And it's like taxing in a different way. Yeah, exactly. It's like taxing in that you. It's a lot of negotiation, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of like something that you're sure doesn't work, <laughs> and you have to wait for them to come around to your point of view. Yeah, because you can't go like, no, fuck it, we're not doing this. Yeah. You have to go like, I don't think it works, but if you want it, then. So it becomes like you're in a relationship. Um, but I wouldn't not be in a partnership. I just, it, the, it, I wouldn't not be in a partnership, I, but I... Because Dave, you also... But it's really, really, it's also you don't know what you're, it's like getting a roommate. You don't know what someone's actually like Yeah. until you're in it with them. And then you go like, you see what their work habits are, you see what their their priorities are you see where you are like the thing that you're working on where that belongs yeah i one time like worked with this one guy on something and like i realized halfway through i'm like oh man this guy's just like an alcoholic like like <laughs> like like we just have to he's just gonna be drunk all the time and this, yeah. nothing's gonna make sense yeah it's just uh it's insane <laughs> yeah write it down who that was <laughs> okay well <laughs> i will um are they in your phone they are in my phone yeah uh yeah so i don't but now yeah so now it's a matter of it work wise, it's like I'll do stuff that is like it's so much work. 
Yeah. So I guess it's like I'm putting all this work into what am I putting it into? I've heard people go they couldn't write for shows anymore because they couldn't stand the fact that they were contributing to somebody's fame, this person that they hated's fame. Oh wow! They're like I can't believe I have to make him famous. <laughs> um, like, like, and that, and and so that's the sort of thing like where I'm, where it's like I don't think I have to work, um, but. But so now it's like I'll do stuff for myself. Yeah. And my plan now is I'm going to do another hour of stand-up on, on TV. And if no one, and if still no one cares. <laughs> people care. People that special care a little so bit funny. I know, but I thought the special was really good. But like, you know, their people are still have their people that they, I'm not, I'm too old for people to like <laughs> think it's cool to like me. That's the thing. It's like, it's cool to like Hannibal. It's cool to like Aziz. It's cool to like Gerard. It's cool to like these guys. Yeah. With me, there's no cachet to like me. You don't, it doesn't say anything You're friends about with Blake you. Griffin. I know, but it doesn't, well, no, because he's, we're friends. Yeah. But again, like, but that's not a reason <laughs> enough to like me. No, I know. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, but they, but you know what I mean. Maybe like, if you did a, your next hour special and Blake was just behind you dribbling the entire hour. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, well, because he's young, so. So you mean like no one cares me like a, you, becoming like a giant like theater act, basically. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, because I don't like. You don't yeah. like, you, you, you don't have a good time like going. and I can't, it's too late for me to work the clubs and build up a crowd. By the time I did that, I'd be like 58. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, But you could go to a club and people would come to yeah, see they you. Come. Yeah, but it's never but, like, but it's never, it's not easy. Yeah, no, Do you know I what know. I mean? Like, oh, yeah. So there don't, the, I'm not like the blogger's choice. I'm not like, it's not this thing of like, I don't have a tailwind. Uh, well, let's see what happens late. after you do the prank call podcast. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so it's like figuring out how to, I'll do another one, and then after that, I'll decide like if I'm even gonna, I may retire. <laughs> Just retire from stand up. From, from stand up. Because it's a fucking waste of time. It's like I love doing it and I'm pretty good at it. But like <laughs> if no one believes, if no one agrees with me, it's like, okay, well, I'm not gonna waste my time. I'll just go. Because it is a lot of work. Oh, it's so much work. It's this is what I think is so I actually thought it was weird, honestly, that you even want to do stand up mm -hmm. because you were around comedians, you're pretty much your entire adult life. Yeah. You saw how terrible it is. Yeah. But you also saw how successful some of but them got. But I don't think it's terrible. The not, thing not, is I don't think it's I don't think the actual doing I love the hang and I love the actual doing of it. The 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 business it is time of it, consuming. Though. Time consuming and like just the idea. Like I love comedians. I actually I love the, com the comedians that I like. You mm -hmm. know, and mm -hmm. I like like hanging out at the comedy clubs. And I and I love. I'm I'm obsessed with comedy. Yeah. But the actual stand up comedy business is not something I would think as someone who's watching it the entire time and like seeing people like talk shit and complain because that's like half of comedy. Yeah. And then having so much success not doing stand up but being like around it. Yeah. And then and then going like yeah let me get into that because I I would were you like nervous at all that you would I, it makes sense kind of why you'd want to do it but were you nervous a little bit that you were gonna start doing stand up and not be as good as your like, my writing your writing uh, well, or, I didn't think there was any chance I'd be as good as my writing. you know what I mean like I never thought that it would be like uh, they'd be comparable because it's just a different one I had been doing forever and but now I just started. But now if you do another hour and, mm -hmm. and then you say people don't care, which yeah. I don't n totally agree with. <laughs> you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Uh, you can't say you're right, people don't care. You literally can't technically no, say yeah, that. No, you know, for a theater act, in quotes. Yeah. Like if you want to be like a, a Hannibal-type theater act yeah. and people and that doesn't have an hour special and then you retire, will you regret 
even doing it? We, no. we, you, you won't think no. that's a waste of time. No, I don't think it would be a waste of time, but it's like if I'm not gonna it's I just can't be an in-betweener. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I can't be like, well, is like I'm not yeah, it's like I at, at a certain point it's like, well, I would like to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and in a in a big way and not in like a yeah kind of way. Like I'd want to really succeed. So it wouldn't be like that would be I just would want to do that. I think I'd want to do something where I was like, well, and again, it's really time. That's the thing is, it's like, it's four hours of debt yeah. every day. So yeah. of whether you're doing it or consumed by it or thinking about it or whatever, it's four hours a day that I'd, that are, there are things I'd, I'd also like to do. Yeah. With those four hours and not like I'd rather do, but I would also like to do. So, so yeah. Yeah. No, I totally, totally understand what you're talking about yeah. because I feel like I, I was, Performing and then I actually like the opposite of you. Like I was performing so much and then kind of got into writing. Yeah. And now I've been writing for a couple of years. And I'm like, oh, but I still want to like do stand up. You yeah. know? So now I'm like trying, like in between, we'll go out and try to like do that. Cause I also am like, you know, I, I feel the same way where it's like being an in betweener, like it's not great. I don't, yeah, it's like I don't think I'm in between stand up and writing. I no, think no, no, that I'm no. like, but I know what you, you know, I think we're saying the same thing. Which yeah. It's yeah. like, are you, it's like I have a better. It's like if I can't be Hannibal or one of these super popular comedians, and all these guys are fucking super hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying uh, if I can't be them for whatever cultural reason, I can be them in writing and directing and produce. You know what I mean? Like totally, I can yeah, do yeah. another thing. So, and then the idea of pursuing fame is just so fucking stupid. And like I saw uh, all those workaholics guys at the at this party last night and. And just the just getting hounded by morons. Yeah, and like they just have to stand there like Japanese businessmen and be like, ha, ah, yes, ha, ah, yes, yeah, thank you. Yeah, just constantly. Uh, yeah, just like just trying to diffuse awkward situations with fans. That's what most of being famous is. Yeah, is people come up to you are freaking out, and you have to like somehow stabilize them. One time I, I was in Vegas. get them away from you. I was in Vegas for John Mulaney's bachelor party and, uh-huh. and someone came over to uh, Nick Kroll for his autograph and he said, no, you could, uh, I, I, no, I, no, for pictures. I can't take a picture. He's like, no, not right now. And then Pete Holmes was like, I'll take a picture. Awesome. <laughs> so that was, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pete was happy. But that's the thing because Pete would like, Pete's not as famous as Nick. <laughs> and be happy to take a and picture. He would, and he thinks, although I think Pete would actually love fame. Yeah. I think he would love every part of it. Well, I think the idea of being famous to me is definitely like, like that idea of like getting all this free stuff sounds awesome. Like all yeah, the but re- it's never really free. <laughs> no, you have to like tweet about it, right? You, or you, it's always it's always nothing. It's just not free. It's Nothing's like free. There's a little something involved. There's like you're gonna have to go to something. You have eventually. to go to the Jordan Hangar at 11 p.m. Yeah, well, that's on a Saturday not, night. Yeah, like that's a bad. That's a good bad example. But like you got to do something. Yeah. Uh, like those guys, like Blake and Chris, it's like they had to, they get millions of dollars a year from Nike, but or from Jordan, but they still then they have to they had to, they had a game yesterday, mm-hmm. then they had to go to this party afterward. But it's just like if they lost, it would have been a nightmare. But Blake Griffin, I mean, that guy can't lose really. I mean, he's <laughs> gonna be a guy who's gonna have like the weirdest story on a podcast where he was like in the NBA millionaire and then started doing stand up and he becomes a theater actor. <laughs> Oh yeah, he, he's gonna fully. Yeah, absolutely, he has a better comedy career than me now, <laughs> and he's in the NBA. I know he would perform Laugh Factory. 
I know. He actually did poetry the last time. Well, that's why I, I knew he was like big into comedy because he came over to me when you brought him to that party and he was like, hey, man, I'm a huge fan of your stand I know. I was like, even I was like, you are? <laughs> you are? No one is. No one Jesus. says that, let alone a famous NBA player. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, was, uh, that must have been pretty great for you. <laughs> that, I'm, I tell that story to everyone. Highlight of your life. It's the highlight of my life. It happened to Adam, Adam, uh, the, the little guy from Workaholics. Adam, oh, the, oh, Adam, Adam Devine. Adam Devine, yeah. He, Chris, Paul, last night, said that to him. Like, me and Chris were, like, me and Adam were talking, and then Chris came over, and he's like, hey, man, big fan. And Adam was like, that was so fucking cool. And I was like, how did they, those guys all have season tickets. I fucked it up, though, because then I tried talking to Blake about fitness. Oh, that was the best, when you started bombing about fitness. You were like, so, uh, so was this clean eating thing? Is this real? And Blake's like, eating clean? Yeah, and then I fucking bomb. I really fucked up when I was like, "Have you been following LeBron on Instagram? He looks really shredded." (laughs) Yeah, that was that was really embarrassing. Yeah, you you fucked up. I fucked up. No, you didn't fuck him. He doesn't. He's also a kid, so he's twenty five. So yeah, he he doesn't care. Yeah, he's still looking up to us. He's so much older than. He's so much younger than me. I know. It's sad. It's very sad. Um, Uh, Yeah. So I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Now the pursuit is just to be happy, and it's figuring out if. What in showbiz? What that is? That. Well, because I even you know we're talking about this, and it's funny because now even Judd Apatow is starting to stand up. Yeah, and that's really interesting to me because he sort of was doing it and then left and just did everything, and now he's back to doing stand up. So I wonder if like you could really ever retire. You know? Yeah, maybe you can't. I don't maybe know if you can because the gratification is such, and the daily challenge of. It's like you. It's like climbing a wall every day. Yeah, and it, knowing that you can climb the wall, you not you're not climbing the wall as a writer, particularly if you're, if you're a writer director, because the wall only comes up like once a year. Yeah, and you have to see if, and it takes so long to prep to climb the movie or TV wall. Where stand up, it's like, am I fun? Is this idea funny right now? Yeah, and and also convincing your body to be funny. No, it's it's so weird because even like last night, I, I I actually canceled the Laugh Factor. I was like, I, I can't perform. And then like the middle of the day, I was like, actually, I'm available. And then I went, I was, and then I was there, and it was like, it was like fine. It was it was, it was not like the be, the best show, but I was like, why? I, what's wrong with me? Like I could have just had like an earlier night, went home, went to sleep, and like then it was I just went back. Yeah, like, I can't. Well, you on the you were on the midnight show. Midnight show. Yeah, that's that show stinks. Show's terrible. Yeah, because you it stinks. I'm not saying it stinks as a as a as an audience member. I'm saying it stinks as a comedian. Comedian because the they don't end the ten o'clock show. Yeah, so they just bring keep so it, it just going. turns into a bus station. And I haven't done that show in a long time, so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just not going to do that show anymore. And then I got like called in. Of course, I was like, yes, immediately, yeah. <laughs> yes, of no, course. No, I stopped. I said, just I will not do that show. <laughs> Last night was really the time where I'm like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I can't. I'm not doing it anymore because I canceled, uncanceled, and then I just bombed. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> That's the story of comedy. That's the story of that's comedy. That's truly like a fucking. That's the perfect. Somebody got off stage. Matt Fultron, a comedian, was like, he goes, he goes, doing comedy is like selling a bag of shit. <laughs> He's like, people hate it. People hate our comedy. People hate it so much. They, it's it is the hardest. It is the only. It's one of the only jobs in the arts where people are predisposed to not like it. To judge it immediately. Like they no, no no, you're not funny. You're not funny. When you go on stage. The only time when I performed in London, that was the only time where I actually felt like the audience was like respected me. <laughs> when when was this? This was at like uh I opened up for Aziz at like the Soho 
theater or something. Mm-hmm. But it was just the they were like their legs were crossed and they were just so respectful and they like listened yeah, to everything. I've and heard clapped. they listen there. Yeah, they listen like they just listen to you. You could see them like focus in on you. And afterwards, everyone comes over and shakes your hand. They're so polite. Yeah, and I was like they because they they look at stand up as like the theater. Right. So they really respect the theater. Where in America, it's just like this is a bar. Yeah, with people that they might know from Someone's Chelsea lately. Keeping me from from drinking and trying to get laid. Yeah. No. Yeah. It is. You go on stage and they're like, "Fuck off." It's Fuck horrible. Off. I don't know. I don't. I don't like you. So then you have to win. You're starting at a deficit every <laughs> night, unless you're famous, unless people care about you. Yeah. Which people and I've we've made it clear that people don't care about. Yeah. No people. No people care, about, but it's not as much as it. But I, but having said that, it's like Jim Carrey at. Was on SNL a couple of weeks ago, and he came up for the for the monologue, and everybody's applauding, and he said, "You might as well stop. Nothing will be enough," <laughs> <laughs> which is like a perfect, perfect distillation of how I feel about this shit. Yeah. Like, so figure out a way to. So now my biggest thing is like I I've got I because I don't have any self regard. I have to figure out a way to build self regard to for this shit to even matter. Yeah. Because now it's just a matter of like, I never feel a sense of accomplishment because there's always like some caveat. There's always like, well. Well, is there something that you could write about that would be really important? That is isn't. It's going to be something that is important to you. Yeah, no, I wrote a movie, a script for a movie that may get made and that I actually care about. The one from yesterday? No, a different one. Okay. Um, I mean, that I like, and like, but it's not like, it's, it's not like uh, burning a whole, you know what I mean? It's not yeah, like yeah. my everything. Um, I, and I sold a pilot this week to to FX, like I said. So that and that actually would mean something to me too. Would like, you be in that? Yeah, it's me as a parole officer. Oh, that'd be great. So just dealing with crazy people um, and, and and black people, which you're so great at. Look, I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name uh, of your special. That was the name of my special, Women and Black Dudes. Um, what, what would be your ne- name? Of your next special? I don't know. I I I honestly don't know. Uh, it's something that it's hard to name specials. Uh, that's another one that Rock hated the name of that special. He's like, "Oh man, don't call that." I was like, "What? Should I call it a fucking rap album? Like you name yours? Like what's a good name for a special?" <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't I don't know what I would call. It. Did you have you done one? I'm doing it in June. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, right. Yeah, I'm gonna call it, Central. Yeah, I think I'm gonna call it Dan Levy Lion because I do this whole joke about having a personal trainer you know, telling me to be a lion instead of a zebra. So I think I'm going to do Dan Levy lion. I'm going to wear a zebra costume. Okay, on the poster. Right. I think that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, again, I guess. I don't, I've never <laughs> watched or not watched a special based on bring, the cover. But Chris Rock, Bring the Pain is like the best title for special. I, I, I yeah, think. yes. Yeah, I agree. But it also, you, you may think that because it's the best special. That's true. But yeah, I don't know anyone's name of anyone's special. Like, I, I can't tell you a name yeah. of a comic special. I know, like, yeah. jokes they did in it. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, like, um, what's his name? Uh, Tommy Jonigan just put, had named, numbers his albums. Oh, really? So he's on album three. So it's just Tommy Jonigan comedy three. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But it's too, it's a little too, like, sparse for me. It's really like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm completely recusing me. Of the, I'm recusing myself of this whole thing. I refuse to play your stupid name guy. <laughs> Which is kind of how I feel. But I don't, yeah, I don't know what I'll call it. It, it could be called Neil Brand, Don't Make Me Retire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you care yet? <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Do you, yeah, this is it. This, this may be it. <laughs> as good as it got. <laughs> yeah. This, this, yeah, this may be it. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like I think I'm good. But if no one else does, then it's the fucking, 
what do I, you know, then why keep doing it? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, I, yeah, it's a kind of like, I don't know, negative way to look at it. But I understand, I, I, I truly understand where you're coming from. And I think because of your, your past, it actually like makes more sense. Yeah. But I think anyone else would say, just keep on doing it. And eventually it will hit. People will care. People will care. Right. And if you stop, people are definitely not going to care. But what if I die? Then they'll really care. Oh, then you'll trend on Twitter. <laughs> that's all a comedian can really ask for now yeah. is to die. <laughs> yeah, that's the. I was gonna tweet that I may die to promote my special. <laughs> um, but I would then it would have been like fucking that's not funny. Hedberg, Padres. I did this year in Montreal. Uh, Paul Provenza did a, a whole panel about. Uh, all the comedians that have died like the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's Montreal. There's like a million shows going on. And there was just this show in the very tiny room. Uh, it was like half empty, but it was uh, Jim Norton and uh, Dave Attell and Bill Burr. And they were all talking, and, and Bobby Kelly. And they were all talking about like Patrice and telling stories of Mitch Hedberg. It was like, it was honestly the best show about comedy I've ever seen. Yeah. What, and why didn't people go? Because people don't know about it. There's too many fucking shows at the yeah. festival. And it's like there's like you know a Seth Rogen gala and yeah. there's all these other giant galas and like this one little hidden show people don't know about it was the best yeah it was like three hours long it was so fucking funny they talked about it. and then it was one Canadian guy who opened up for John Panetta I forget his name but he told stories about John Panetta I had no idea it was just like a raging drug addict like yeah he used to crush Vicodin and and mix it in vodka and then like go on stage and just like have like the cleanest like act about being fat insane oh, so insane. Um, what were the, did Burr tell the story about, um, the you, you were funny too thing? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. That's favorite fucking thing. That was great. They talked, and also David Tellis told all these stories about just Mitch Hedberg and just sort of like, uh, not knowing how fucked up he, like how fucked up he was and just all the drugs and how he would like party and Mitch would be partying too. Oh, and Dom Herrera was on too. And he said that like- Probably Geraldo too was talked about. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love Greg Geraldo. Yeah. So fucking funny. Yeah, this talk, you know, it's just so sad because these guys were like the funniest guys and- uh, Yeah, you just can't do drugs. You can't the, do drugs. That's the one thing, no matter thing what you happens. Can't do, I mean, you can do a little bit of drugs, but you can't really do drugs. And that's what people always say to me. They're like, uh, not always, but people have said to me, it's kind of- funny how or ironic that now these comedians are dying like uh, rock stars used to and I was like that's only because comedians don't do drugs yeah <laughs> like Dave Grohl is just like living in the valley eating froyo yeah. he's fine yeah <laughs> but all these comedians are just like in fucking I don't know upstate New York just shooting up heroin and dying yes. that's what happens when yeah. you shoot heroin because comedians are really on the road now and yeah. there's way more comedians now than there used to be so there used many to be comedians. like 15 <laughs> I know. There's too many comedians. And now comedians. there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. There's so many comedians that I meet people and I'm like, oh, you are a comedian now. Like, I remember that you were like kind of a comedian. I figured you stopped, but you're still, <laughs> you're still doing it. Well, that's, yeah, that's the, well, that's what I mean. Like, I don't want to not take the hint. Yeah. I don't want to not take the hint. Of, it's like Jerry Seinfeld says, like, LA is the only place where the losers don't go home. <laughs> Like, people just stick around and, like, they still think it's going to, like, yeah, they're fucking me. Yeah. They're still fucking me, this this business that I I don't have any understanding of or I have a complete understanding. I just refuse to admit that I'm not talented 
or attractive. I just don't want to move home. But there are people, but there, there's also like that that fine line of like, there's people who are still around at like, you know, the improv bar and the comic store. And then there are people who are actually like doing stuff that you're aware of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, agreed. And those those people are just always going to be like, what the fuck are you still doing here? Yeah. I'm not saying I would quit comedy. I'm just saying I would quit. I would just spend my time slightly differently. Yeah, which could be a great thing. Yeah, it could be. Guys, I could write something really amazing. You could write an amazing thing. Your, your FX show could be a, a whole FX thing. Show. No, yeah, I wouldn't. That The FX show could be good, actually. What would you do with your other show, The Approval Matrix? I don't know. I don't know. I don't hear anything about it. That's the thing is, Sundance, having a show on Sundance is like having a show on the tennis channel. <laughs> It's like it's like having a podcast in Van Nuys. Basically, <laughs> I might as well. Like, it's not anything I think about ever. Yeah. I never think about. It. I literally people remind me of it. I'm like, oh right. I promise you, I don't think about it. Like, I when people remind me, I'm like, oh yeah, I did host a show, <laughs> and it was, was like really good. well produced. And it, yeah, was it was like, like a real show. good show, but it doesn't. But that's one of those things of like, yeah, I guess people don't either. They don't. It's not like. People are knocking the door down for me to host shows. Yeah, but that's the, what I mean. Like, but I would say about like TV shows, like The Approval Matrix, just like comedians. There's so many of those shows yeah. that I think like having a show on like Sundance is it's just as it's just like having a show on any. There's so many channels now that yeah. I think having a show is not really doesn't matter as much. Yeah, but most shows are on a channel that gets a, that is an HD. <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah, okay. it's not in HD. Oh, that's... A, in a lot of places. It's okay. like not on direct. It's like there's so many things that I didn't even know about. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's not like, on Dude, HD? Dude, I can't watch it in HD. I'm like, I... That... Yeah. <laughs> that should have been like in the deal. Like, you didn't think, your manager yeah. say like, by the way, it's not HD. Maybe we shouldn't do this? Uh, No. <laughs> No, because I don't think people know that. Did you know Sundance wasn't an HD in some places? No. Yeah, no. you wouldn't assume it. No, I, I don't. I, I pretty much only watch. You're only you're at Mr. HD. <laughs> I only watch HGTV, yeah. to be completely honest. That, like Dateline and just dramas. Yeah. That's what I watch. Yeah. So, so yeah, you can have a show. It can be good. People can, and people, that's what I mean is people are still not like, we got to, Neil, we should put Neil up to replace Colbert. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no, I'm not like in the conversation the way you would. Uh, that's also a good name for your special. Not in the, not conversation. In the conversation. Not a part of the conversation. <laughs> not a part of the conversation. Um, that's what I have. I try, I told a joke to Blake about when last year when they were like, he's in the MVP conversation. Uh-huh. It was like, the conversation was basically like, hey, LeBron or or KG or, or KD are going to be the. The MVP, you know who's not Blake Griffin. <laughs> that's the that's the conversation. The NBA is, is is basically like last comic standing at this point. Like every person's getting injured. Blake is going to be yeah. The MVP. No, he might be. You're right. Everyone, right. it's like I can play at the NBA at this point. Yeah. All right, uh, Neil Brennan. Right, you can see him every Sunday, Westside Comedy Theater. Oh yeah, and you, yeah, all the time. Go buy my special, Steve, and let me know if you care. Yeah, buy a special. Women on, women in Let's dudes. do his podcast, Champs. The Champs. Podcast. The Champs with Moshe Kasher, super that funny. Correct. Um, uh, Son of Van Approval Matrix. Matrix FX show, movie. <laughs> BCGBCBCTV. Half Baked. Half Baked, of course. Come on. We didn't even get a Come chance on, to talk about Half Baked. Come on, We didn't talk about Half Baked. A whole lot of stuff. Come on, all that. Keenan and Cal, Keenan so Cal. much Come stuff. On, man. Okay, on. thank you for being here. All right, bye. What do I got? People in my phone. What do I got? I got people in my phone. People in my phone. What do I got? People in my phone. What do I got? People in my phone. What do I got? I got people in my phone. What do I got? I got people in my phone. What do I got?
Watch out.